Alright, hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of A Writer's Rambling. While I was just, um, literally just a few seconds ago, I was just editing, or not really editing, but I was just basically scheduling the episode of Character Families. I was just scheduling that episode and putting it in a specific spot. The reason I was putting it, uh, or I was putting it for a schedule, because every time uh, I post my episode, my podcast episodes every Wednesday at 10 a.m. and also every Saturday at 10 p.m. Okay, now, and if it's second, uh, and with the two double part episodes, all I did was just put them five minutes after the fact. I don't know. I didn't want to put them both at the same time or something like that. Maybe it might fuck up the apps or something. But yeah, they're both just five minutes afterwards. So yeah, um. But but this is basically um, uh, me setting it up. But while I was setting it up, actually, sorry, I'm like all over the place. While I was setting it up, I realized that um, after the last episode that I had done, the character families would be going on the 2nd of October. So I then immediately, it reminded me of Halloween. And then it reminded me of this other topic that I wanted to talk about as well. So we, in this specific episode, are going to be talking about holidays holidays in animation and storytelling okay now this is also one of those topics that it's like it's one of those topics that like i don't really think about until i get there you know so i'm just gonna write that on the list holidays and then a little symbol to show that i'm basically doing that episode so yes today's episode is actually going to be about holidays specifically we're going to be talking about halloween I'll, just to save myself more content for other, um, holidays and stuff like that, so that when we get to December, I can be able to do an episode based about Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa and other things like that, because I do have opinions on that, uh, on that in general, okay? But for right now, we're going to be focusing on Halloween specifically, okay? We are going to be focusing on Halloween and also, um... I'm also going to, because of this, uh, the way that the podcast is set up, I'm going to be talking about holidays, and I'm also going to be talking about Halloween in general, okay? So, the idea of creating holidays in stories, but also creating, um, uh, or talking about Halloween, okay? And also, um, you know, that's going to be something that we're going to be doing. So, please know, I do want to do an episode of every single holiday, not there is, but every single holiday, now, I am an American, so I basically know American, quote, holidays. So, we are going to be doing a Thanksgiving episode, and of course, uh, we are going to be doing, um, you know, Independence Day and other stuff like that. But at the same time, one thing that I also need you to remember is I also want to do episodes about other holidays that are not really super common or not really all that celebrated or traditions that are celebrated in America, Okay. Because remember, there's already a lot of animation, most animation that, or most popular, I don't want to say most animation in the world, but m- most of the big popular things in animation is normally created by America. The, the number one big, big things are usually American-based TV shows or TV shows that are created in America, okay? Now, unfortunately, uh, now I'm not entirely sure. I feel like that might be a correct statement. I might be completely wrong. I'm not, I don't like, I don't really, I don't really feel all that confident, but still, the reason that this is a big deal specifically is because of the fact that, um, or not really because it's a big deal, but kind of because of, eh, 
in my general viewpoint, I personally believe that America has like sort of a monopoly on anything that's sort of quote entertainment. And because of that, that's also kind of a problem. The reason that that's a problem in my opinion is because it basically means that American things are sort of uh, not understood, but they're kind of like all over the world and stuff like that. And it's fine so that everybody in other countries can be able to understand things about American societies and things like that. But at the same time, it also basically is setting it up so that Americans are completely ignorant about um, uh, other countries, mainly because there's no representation of these other countries at all. So the whole concept that Americans, for example, a lot of Americans have no idea that, hell, um, my shirt right now, I'm wearing a blue arrow, uh, a blue arrow postal shirt. Okay, this is very American. Americans uh, like to wear shirts with uh, with printed designs on the front. Okay, that's just a very American thing. Okay, it's not a thing that's uh, found or not really found, but it's not a very it's not a common thing at all outside of America. That's just an American thing. Americans like shirts that have logos and. Well, not logos, but mainly images, memes, jokes, puns, all kinds of stuff. That's all very American. However, that's not really something that's uh, uh, done anywhere else in the world. So, you know, there's this weird idea that, like, people can know an American character on TV because they can see the shirt. Americans, however, uh, don't really look at a character that way and be able to recognize it. You know, so even in TV shows that are technically set up so that the character is not even in America or the character is not even wearing American uh, clothing and stuff like that, they still recognize the character as an American solely because of how the character sort of acts in that way and stuff like that. It's really weird, I, I get it, but still, personally, I blame that all. And like, I'll get more into that when we get into sort of like. Well, we kind of already did, but still, it's it's, it's, it's a kind of it's a kind of odd topic, and I know for a fact I'm odd for uh, viewing it that way. But still, my thing is I don't like the idea, or not really that I don't like it, but it it's not really all that healthy. That there is so much representation of American culture and just Americans in general that Americans have no idea these basic things, or not really basic things, but just things about other countries and stuff like that. There's many Americans, there's a whole joke that Americans don't understand the concept that America is not the rest of the world, or that the world is not just America, or that there are more countries that, uh, than just America, or there's even, uh, uh, or that Americans don't know basic geography, okay? There's lots of different jokes like that, or Americans are dumb, and low-key, there is, of course, a lot of truth to that, but still... You know, I think it's mainly, uh, not really mainly, I'm not blaming it on TV shows and stuff, but at the same time, TV shows aren't helping. Sorry, I'm like taking, I'm like holding my lines and stuff. Oh, that makes it so much brighter. What a nice shade. I like certain lighting, you know, I like certain lightings and stuff like that. So, um... That is, of course, the end. Uh, not really the end, but that is, of course, the end of this intro. I'm just going to end this, and then we are going to continue on and get right into the class, of course, which is holidays in general, and, of course, Halloween specifically. Alright, so, I'm also going to be standing for this class, because I just got up this morning. I just ate... 
and of course, you know, I'm going to be standing and pacing around, so you're going to be hearing my voice sort of moving around the room a little bit, okay? Now, today's class, or today's episode, is actually going to be about holidays, okay, and technically Halloween, but for right now, I'm going to be focusing on holidays in general, okay? Holidays are, of course, you know, everybody's, every country practically has a holiday of some random kind. Okay, a holiday is basically a celebration or some kind of tradition that is done usually yearly. There are some examples where something is not really done yearly and it's done bi-yearly, which basically, bi basically is like a fancy word to say two. So by uh, a bicycle or um, bicentennial, which of course basically means, what, what, every two centuries or something? Or something, I don't really know. But whatever. Uh, I only know bicentennial from a, a Wally. But yeah, of course. Bi-yearly, of course, sometimes there are certain holidays that are bi-yearly, and then there are other holidays that are, um, you know, not really holidays, but they're more like festivals or celebrations or just anniversaries and things like that. Okay? So, of course, there's lots of different examples of different holidays, and then there's traditions. Personally, writing holidays in my story... Or just writing holidays or festivals or traditions and all kinds of random things like that that's expected to be done every year. It's one of those things that it's very fun to write. Many writers would love to write it. I personally don't find it all that fun. You know, it's fun to, you know, most people would say, oh, it's fun to write these celebrations because then you can make whatever, you know, you can make any kind of food or any kind of fashion. Your characters can have an excuse to dress a certain way, act a certain way, or do some random thing that's just wacky and fun. You know, it's fun to be able to write this stuff. Lots of TV shows and fantasy worlds, of course, do this. With TV shows like Futurama, with TV shows like The Owl House, um, you know, lots of different TV shows and stuff. Now, it's uh, uh, Adventure Time, Stevie, well, not really Stevie Universe, but still. Still, it's, that's, oh, uh, Gravity Falls, you know, they had Summer Ween or something, you know? So, of course, that's part of the thing that makes it interesting, you know? Now, the thing about this is, writing holidays is always super fun. You can add whatever the hell that you want, and you can do whatever the hell that you want, and of course, it's just that. But there's also this one problem that sort of happens a lot of times in TV shows, and that is, of course, the idea that these holidays, unless it's a real holiday, never get shown again. So the characters are expected, so in this sense, the character lives in this town. Okay, so I'm basically going to use Gravity Falls because Gravity Falls is the only one I can remember the holiday specifically in the, that show. Um, unfortunately, Gravity Falls isn't a great example, but it's a good example nonetheless. So, Gravity Falls has Summerween. Summerween specifically is a little holiday that's normally done every summer. And of course, it's basically Halloween the second time in the year. And instead of using water, uh, uh, instead of using um, pumpkins, they use watermelon as a way to replace the pumpkin. Now, Summerween, of course, the reason that this is sort of a big deal is because Halloween or Summerween is, you know, it's just a holiday. It's a holiday that's done in the show. Now, my issue with this normally is a lot of times in TV shows, especially if TV shows have multiple seasons, like not only TV season seasons, but real seasons, like summer, winter, fall, spring, you know, whatever. The character, of course, lives in the same area. And of course, a year later, you'll never see that holiday ever again. So you'll only ever see the holiday for this one specific episode. Many shows like Futurama uh, do this, 
or other shows like um, uh, I'm trying to think of other shows that do it as well but they're just random fucking holidays that are only done once they're only done uh, they're only done once on camera to be this big celebration and stuff like that and then that's basically it oh yeah Futurama specifically is a better example in Futurama, there, of course, is natural, uh, National Robot Day or something. It's the day where all the robots basically saved Earth and all that stuff. So, of course, this holiday, specifically this National Day of Robots and whatever, this Day of Robots was, of course, supposed to be a day that's every year. Unfortunately, in Futurama, that day was never brought up ever again. Okay, which of course is another pro- uh, which of course is the same issue that normally is done with holidays in TV shows. The TV show will write a holiday for the characters and then celebrate it, but then next year or the next time that the characters are going through the season again, you'll never see that holiday for the second time. Some TV shows do it sometimes, but most of the time, if they do make up their own holiday, you're only ever going to see it for that one episode, and then you'll never hear that holiday ever again. Even if the characters continue to live in that area and never move away or always stay there, and they stay there for years and years and years, you'll never see it again. The only times that TV shows are willing to do these holidays again and make it yearly is if it's a real holiday IRL. So, of course, Halloween, Christmas, Thanksgiving, uh, New Year's, all these other holidays, you know, and of course, my personal issue with a lot of these holidays is that these are gimmick holidays. I personally don't really like all these holidays a lot. Uh, In my own personal opinion, there's a lot of holidays that's like, okay, I get it, but at the same time, yeah, you're not really going to catch me doing anything for these holidays because I don't really see the point of them. A A lot of holidays, I don't see the point of them. I really don't. Okay, I never understood the concept of New Year's to this day. Like when I was a little kid, I never understood the concept of New Year's. Why is it that everybody uh, is celebrating the New Year? That's not New Year's. Our birthdays are celebrating that we have made it a year in. I remember the exact conversation. I said I told my mom that I did not like New Year's. It was a weird holiday to me, and I I asked her in a questioning way, "What's the point of New Year's anyway?" And my mom said, oh, it's celebrating that we all have made it another year. And then I said, isn't that what a birthday is? And my mom just stood there and she was just like, huh, you know, you're right. Actually, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's all of us, you know? It's not each individual person. It's more like everybody all as a whole and stuff, you know? And of course, it was just a weird thing. Even my mom never was able to really come up with a great reasoning. And I, to this day, I never came up with a good reasoning of why it's a bad thing either. You know, I just never got it. <laughs> I have no idea how this holiday came around and stuff like that. I never bothered to Google it. Never any of that. Still, though, it's one of those holidays, once again, where I just don't get the concept. Now, that's, you know, I, I like New Year's. I do like it, kind of. But at the same time, it's just a little odd. The other holidays, however, that you normally get, I'm talking mainly American holidays, the other holidays, I have no idea. I don't get the purpose, I don't get the point. One example I had, of course, um, one example I had, of course, is, um, uh, oh, um, okay, a good example. Specifically is Valentine's Day, another example of a holiday that I don't really get. And of course, this is what I would call a gimmick holiday. 
where of course the ho- uh, where of course the holiday itself is just a gimmick, and then of course you know people just celebrate the gimmick itself rather than the actual thing that it's supposed the holiday is supposed to quote stand for or something, you know. So of course that's kind of personally my own thing. Hell, if anything, I treat other holidays like I treat internet holidays with more seriousness than these other holidays and stuff like that. So I'm not even a Star Wars fan, but I am aware of May the Fourth. Okay, so when it's May the 4th, I immediately know, oh shit, it's Star Wars Day, you know? So, if I, uh, like, if I actually am going to draw anything today, I might as well add the hashtag, Star Wars hashtag on it, because it's going to get somewhere, you know? (laughs) But, man, uh, you know, that's an example of me, you know, I never actually did that, or I never actually did anything for Star Wars, because I don't follow anything Star Wars, I'm not a huge, I never watched any of the movies. (laughs) Actually, no, I did watch one movie. I did watch one movie. Okay, that is the only movie that I watched. I watched it with my dad and my brother. Uh, my dad and my brother. My dad basically made us watch it. And that was the only one I ever watched. But still. Now, back to my point. Um, I mainly know my the internet holidays that I sort of treat, not in a more serious way, but I'm more aware of it, of course, are um, Smogus, um, Halloween, obviously, and, of course, Mermaid. Those are the holidays that I mainly know. Now, of course, you know, I am going to be talking about um, Smogus and Mermaid and, uh, in this episode, and we're also mainly going to be focusing on, Hall- uh, on Halloween. Now, Smogus and Mermaid are both internet, specifically more Tumblr holidays. They are Tumblr holidays that last the entire month, which basically means that the entire month is dedicated to this one kind of content. Also, no, not no, uh, also, no, not November. That's a Reddit holiday. Or maybe it's a Discord holiday, but I would argue that that's more of a Reddit holiday rather than uh, Tumblr. But yeah. So these are, of course, just random fucking holidays. So, um, Mermaid and, uh, Mermaid basically is the entire month of May. Anything that's mermaid content, of course, gets a lot more attention. It's the month, not that we celebrate mermaids, but it's a month to show every artist on Tumblr or every creator any kind of creator, any kind of content that relates to this. It's like a theme. It's basically sort of like the Met Gala in the sense that the Met Gala, of course, is this massive event for fashion designers and they're given a specific theme. The theme for this Met Gala is um, uh, is Catholicism. So, of course, that's my favorite Met Gala, but um, the theme for the Met Gala this year is Catholicism. So, of course, everybody has these, you know, you have to show up in this design or every designer has to come up with some random outfit that best looks the part for Catholicism okay now of course a lot of people don't really know a lot about the Met Gala to my understanding the Met Gala is basically this fashion event that's basically supposed to be like a fashion show in a sense or not really a fashion show but it's a talent show for the designers so the designers of every dress or outfit or whatever, they make them. They have all year to prepare, and of course, when they make them, then they get to ask a celebrity, hey, I would like you to be the one to wear my thing. So of course, that's how it is. You get your celebrity. Now remember, it's up to the celebrity if they want to wear it or not. The celebrity has no choice in whether or not of anything about the design. Now, the, cele- the only thing the celebrity has a choice in saying is, okay, I'll wear it. And most of the time, obviously, if they wear it, then they probably like it. 
Okay, the people, the celebrities themselves are not paid. The celebrities themselves are just invited and are just being here as advertising mannequins. Okay, so it's basically uh, the same thing as saying, um, so basically it's sort of like, oh, um, the artist themselves, you don't get to get uh, uh, the art, the creator or the designer themselves. Oh, all they need to do is check out the hashtag for Rihanna. And of course, they're seeing Rihanna's designs and how everybody's basically commenting on Rihanna's look. You're asking the celebrity who, uh, it's mainly more, uh, it's also taking into account who your favorite celebrity is to wear your dress. And it's also taking into account who is going to fit your dress the most or who's going to embody that dress or give the most pose kind of shots. So, of course, the person who chose Rihanna to wear that Pope outfit in uh, the Met Gala for the Catholicism one, that one, I guarantee you, Rihanna loved that one. She fucking loved that outfit when she got invited, and they said, hey, I have this outfit for you, can you wear this? And Rihanna would probably see it and be like, oh my god, it's beautiful, oh my god, I have to wear this, yes, yes, yes. I will so advertise the shit out of this for you. And of course, Rihanna probably felt like a goddess running down that, well, not running down, but walking down that runway, course showing it off now that's of course kind of the same thing as mermaid it's that met gala of anything creative the goal or sort of um the theme is mermaids so if you're just a blog that creates color palettes then you can put a color palette and put it as like oh aerial color palette and of course it's the color all the colors of aerial it's red the green the purple the all the colors and of course you know your blog is only known for color palettes so for the entire month of May, for 30 days, if you want to do the whole 30 days, you can, but it's not a rule. But at least most people post at least one thing that's related to Mermaid. So of course, in this case, people will just post this image of this color palette and be like, hey, it's a mermaid color palette. Bam. An OC artist will create a, a mermaid OC or redesign their uh, OCs so they're mermaids. That's something that's also very common as well. A lot of artists will change their characters into mermaids or post images of their characters if they were a mermaid. Like, oh, what if they were a mermaid? This character gives me very clownfish energy, so I'll make them a clownfish. Or I'll make this one a shark. I'll make this one a whale or something. You know, whatever, whatever. So, of course, that's a mermaid. Smogus is the same thing, but more aiming towards dragons. Smogus, of course, is derived from the words, uh, from the name Smog, uh, which of course is actually, the, uh, not Smog, but Smaug or something, whatever the hell that character is. He's the dragon from The Hobbit. Okay, he's the dragon from The Hobbit that was hoarding all that gold and stuff like that. And of course, based, someone found out, uh, someone had this random idea of like, oh my god, what if we make an entire month just like Mermaid, but we're dedicating it just to anything that's related to dragons? And of course, that's Smogus. I also love Smogus and Mermaid. Both of them are some of my favorite times in the year, solely because of the creativity and character design and fashion, honestly, when it comes to Tumblr. I love being on Tumblr during August, and I love being on Tumblr during, uh, during May. Even if I haven't opened the app in months or a long-ass time, I will go out of my way to find something during these times or go out of my way to check, the, uh, uh, to check this app at least those days. So, you know, um, in, uh, 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 so for example, if I haven't been on Tumblr all year, I guarantee you I will be on Tumblr 60 days in that year. And that was 30 days in May and 30 days in August. Solely so those, th uh, those 30 days, uh, those 60 days, I can see 
all the content that's being created and being produced. Because it gets more, not that it gets more, but it gets more and more interesting every year. You know? Juicy juice. I love it. Now, that's of course, you know, Smogus and Mermaid. Now, of course, I always, uh, now remember, these things are done every year. So I kind of treat them like a holiday because they're done every year. It's something to look forward to. It's fun. It's creative. It's you know a holiday. Now technically there is no uh, there is no technical sort of definition of what a holiday has to be. Okay, the basics of it, of course, is this idea of a celebration or some kind of random thing that's done sort of yearly or it's done repeatedly. It's not just some random thing that you do once and then that's it. Okay, it's something that's done every year and not really around the same time, but kind of around the same time. Okay, it doesn't have to be on the exact same day. A good example, of course, is a good example, of course, is uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving technically changes, but I think it goes back and forth between the last Thursday of uh, November. Okay, it goes the last Thursday of November. Now, sometimes it might be on the 30th, sometimes or uh, it might not be on the 30th, or maybe it won't be. I don't know. Uh, I'm just making that up off the top of my head. I don't think that's on the 30th at all, actually. But still, my point is that it's always around the last Thursday of Thanksgiving, uh, of November. So it doesn't really matter about the date. It's more about that. I know for a fact that, uh, what is it, Hanukkah. I know for a fact that Hanukkah also has that as well, where their holiday also goes not really on a specific day. It's actually the type of... Not the day itself, but it's something else. I can't really remember. It's something in the Jewish uh, religion that I'm not aware of. But I know for a fact that's not always on the exact same day every year. So, of course, that's another example of it as well. Certain holidays don't really need to be on the exact same day. Other holidays can be on the same day. Most holidays are on a specific date. But some holidays aren't really on the same day. They're just mainly in the same area of that time zone. Okay? Now, as I said earlier, you know, something that's really, really important to me, of course, is, you know, certain holidays that I don't really take, uh, not really, oh, well, not really, but something that I do take seriously, of course, is the idea that if you're creating a holiday for your story, why is it that this holiday only gets to be shown once and then you never show it again? But when it comes to IRL holidays, these holidays are shown. And a lot of times, TV shows will have these holidays specifically for gimmicks. We've all seen the SpongeBob Valentine's Day episode, the SpongeBob Halloween, SpongeBob Christmas, SpongeBob. Uh, wait, hold up. Was there a Thanksgiving? Wait. I don't think SpongeBob did a Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't think SpongeBob did a Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't really know. I doubt it though. I don't, I'm not remembering anything off the top of my head, so I don't think they ever did a Thanksgiving. But yeah. But they, of course, Spongebob did a Halloween, a uh, Christmas, a Valentine's Day. I'm not entirely sure about New Year's. Not entirely sure about that one. But yeah. You know, basic stuff like that, you know. That's, of course, part of the whole thing. Lots of TV shows do this with this whole idea. I mean, The Amazing World of Gumball, Adventure Time, Steven Universe... Practically every show does these holidays because it's really fun. 
I treat these holidays specifically kind of the same way I treat Smogus and Mermaid. They're holidays that are just like, everybody loves them, not only for the celebration of the holiday itself, but it's also the creativity of these holidays as well that I also always loved. For the longest time as a kid, and even now, my favorite holiday has always been Christmas. Christmas, of course, is always my favorite holiday. It's so very amazing to see like just how much everybody in the whole world sort of just gets in a better mood just because of this time of year and stuff like that. It's so very interesting. As a kid, not only, of course, I, had, I liked the presents, but it was more of the fact that it was just everybody was just in a better mood. Okay, everyone was just nicer, and everybody was just in a, it was just a much better mood for everybody involved. Okay? That was always my biggest reasoning for why I loved Christmas as a little kid. With the idea that, you know, you go into a store, and then, like, there's all these, these cool decorations, and people are, are, like, there's always people decorating wherever you're going. It could be the day before Christmas, and there are still people decorating. And, of course, when people are decorating and stuff like that, it's people are fun, having fun decorating because decorating is fun and then you also have people that are dressing up random people showing up uh, or going to work with christmas hats people saying uh, merry christmas or something like that you know people are always in a very very good mood with, they, uh, with how they handle christmas and personally that's one of the, my favorite things about the holiday that's something that i adore about christmas the warmth the coldness the, the food, the togetherness, the unity, just all this stuff. It's like, oh my god, I love Christmas, and it's always been my favorite holiday because of this, okay? And personally, that's also one of the most amazing things about religion. Even though I'm not very, uh, even though I don't really get involved in religion, it's one of the things that you cannot tell me that it, uh, religion is just evil or just gr uh, good. We obviously can see the bad, but at the same time, Christmas is one of the biggest things that I would say is the greatest bit of evidence of why it's the beauty of religion, okay? I love Christmas because of it. I'm not even religious, but I still adore Christmas for the religious reasons and everything else. Mainly everything else, but still, it's a big fucking, uh, the religious reason is also pretty goddamn big. Ooh. Eh, it might be a pun on itself, but I just thought of that. <laughs> anyway, back to my point. Now, Hall uh, Halloween is also one of those holidays that I truly adore. I, uh, I, could, I could... Fuck, fuck Thanksgiving. I, uh, fuck Thanksgiving. I hated Thanksgiving. I always hated Thanksgiving. Okay, I always fucking hated Thanksgiving. I thought it was like... Ugh. <laughs> it's just one fucking big meal and stuff like that. You know, it was cool. Like, you know, I used to basically do this thing where, like, the day of Thanksgiving... And technically, I still do it. But, you know, either, either way, it was kind of a boring holiday to me. Because all your you're basically uh, hyping yourself up only for this one single meal, and what's even worse is that my family would never really decorate anything at all for Thanksgiving. We don't decorate. Uh, we don't decorate for Thanksgiving. We'll decorate for Halloween, but we won't decorate for Thanksgiving. So Halloween and Christmas, yes. Thanksgiving, we don't do uh, we don't do nothing. So Thanksgiving shows up, and the only time that you feel like it's Thanksgiving is the time that you're cooking for that day. So it's Thanksgiving Day, and that's the only time that it feels like it's Thanksgiving. While when it's Halloween, the whole month feels like it's Halloween because there's so much decorations and costume uh, designing and costume uh, buying and decorating, just all this other stuff. So of course, you know, that's kind of my thing about Thanksgiving. I can't stand it. 
Now, of course, that's, you know, these are really sort of my personal opinions on these things. And I'm not getting into the animation side of Thanksgiving or the animation side of these things as well. As those are mainly going to be taught out. And I'll go more into detail about my own personal memories and other things like that when we get into our other episodes. When we get those episodes, okay? But the Halloween thing, specifically. Halloween is a very odd holiday. It's a very, very odd holiday. That, once again, if I'm looking at it the way I do with um, New Year's and stuff like that, I, I would still be like, I don't get it. I don't get the purpose. But it sort of transformed itself into its own brand new thing. So now I have a completely different appreciation for Halloween rather than what most people would say. Most people would look at Halloween and be like, oh, it's just a nice time to dress up and whatever, whatever, whatever. Personally, I always loved Halloween because it's basically, because once again, I'm a huge fashion nerd, or I'm not a huge fashion nerd, but I'm a huge person who loves fashion. So of course, it's a huge thing for me to be able to see the creativity of artists on Tumblr. On Tumblr, Tumblr blows up in October, okay? October is everything Halloween, everything's orange, and everything's black and orange and gray, and it's just really, really nice to see OC creators redesigning their characters in what their characters would wear for Halloween. It's also fun to see the uh, the creepypasta side of Tumblr creating the most creepy designs or the most terrifying creatures that you can possibly come up with. The concept art for monsters like this is also super popular in October. And of course, the horror movies of the world usually try to, uh, uh, if they can, they'll try to advertise themselves at around Halloween as well. So of course, you know, um, some of the biggest horror movies that everybody knows, of course, uh, were specifically airing around in October because of the Halloween season and stuff like that. So of course, that's also another thing as well. And of course, the bigger movies that came out in the year, also you end up planning to see them as well. Specifically with Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad came out and then uh, Harley Quinn was the number one thing everybody was uh, was cosplaying and dressing up as. I wanted to dress up personally as a male Harley Quinn. I just wanted to wear a crop top as a guy, a jacket, and have my hair, my hair was super short at the time, and I wanted to dye the side of my head, because I had a fade, I wanted to dye the side of my head, the, what was it, red and blue, and the top of my hair was going to be the white, so, yeah, yeah, red and blue. Yeah, so of course I was going to do that, and I was just going to have a, a baseball bat. Personally, I wanted to, if I could have had a real gender bent thing, then I would have been able to have it with like a red van a blue van, like vans, the shoes, a red one and a blue one, and either uh, ripped jeans probably, or just shorts, and um, I also wanted to have a baseball bat and a shirt that said mommy's uh, little monster rather than daddy's little monster. That was personally my perfect design for like a male Harley Quinn, and I wasn't really able to get that, uh, I wasn't really, eh, it just didn't work out. It was a very, it was a very, you have to make it up yourself, or you have to make that costume yourself, rather than being able to make it so the, like, because you'll never see a shirt that says Mommy's Little Monster, unless it's a kid's shirt, you know? You're never really going to see that. But you will see Mommy's Little, uh, Daddy's Little Monster when it comes to adults and little kids, which also is really weird. I don't like the word daddy. I don't like that word at all. I hate it so much. You have no idea. I, de- I didn't get to mention this in our Not Safe for Work episode, but yeah, I can't stand that word. I don't like when people call me daddy. I don't like people making... Well, you can make a joke about it, and hell, I make jokes about it also as well. Because, I, you know, I'm not going to like act like it doesn't exist. 
you know, but at the same time, I can't stand it when it's with me specifically. It's a very weird concept to me to that just, just no, I just don't really get it. Please don't. <laughs> you know, I just don't really get it. I don't get it. Still though, back to my point, um, with Halloween specifically, it's one of those holidays that I truly adore. Everything is like amazing during Halloween. And like, as I said, character designs are also really, really popular at Halloween as well. But at the same time, though, in animation, Halloween has a few issues as well. One thing, of course, that many TV shows will do is a Halloween special. The characters, of course, in question, or have a two, it's usually one of two things. Where the characters themselves are going trick-or-treating and they have their candy stolen in some way, shape, or form, or just some kind of random adventure that's going about trick-or-treating in a sense, which is something that's like, okay, cool. Or... Uh, two other things specifically okay uh, that's one example of a Halloween special that normally you get to see in animation so the characters themselves are just going trick-or-treating and they have some wacky adventure or something like that during their trick-or-treating Reality Falls did this Garfield did this um, uh, the Amazing World of Gumball did this you know lots of different TV shows have done this you know it's it's pretty common and then there's also um, the other aspect of it as well, when it, specifically when it comes to the idea of characters having a sec- or the other uh, Halloween special, which basically is a Halloween a special that's a horror special. So the characters are, quote, so, uh, sort of celebrating Halloween, but at the same time, it's not really the character, you're not watching the episode to watch the characters go on an adventure. Rather, it's a horror film of the episode. So, of course, the best example of this, of course, is the shows like The Simpsons. The Simpsons are the number one show who, I will credit them, okay? Maybe other sh- they got that idea from someone else, but the, let's be real. We all know the Simpsons Halloween specials, okay? All those episodes are dedicated solely to being sort of just a weird horror show episode and stuff like that. It's not canon at all. It's literally just a fun animated story to just, you know, sort of freak people out and stuff like that, or creep people out with the concept of it. Or sort of like it just it's just an entertaining horror movie kind of thing. It's not even, well, some people might argue that it's scary, but it's not really supposed to be scary. It's just something that's just like, holy shit, you know? So of course, that's something that I love about it. Some shows do that sometimes, but at the same time, not really. And then there's, of course, the Halloween movie. The Halloween movie special that you get. Lots of TV... Uh, technically, this happens with some examples. But at the same time, the Halloween movie special usually has something to do with the dead being brought back to life or other things like that. Or the Halloween movie... Uh, th- and we'll get more into that in a second. <laughs> the Halloween movie special, which basically has the TV show in question basically making a brand new movie for it specifically a movie dedicated to this Halloween event. And it's fine. I don't really... Nah, 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 nah. That you have to be a very specific show to be able to get this, okay? Garfield, of course, did it. Garfield did an, a Halloween movie. Okay, fine. Garfield can get away with it because they handled it good. But other TV shows, however, have done it as well, and it doesn't really work out the same way. Don't get me wrong, I do like the Scooby-Doo uh, Halloween movie. I do like it. It's very creative. I think I thought it was actually very, very creative. But at the same time, nah, 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 nah. Nope. Mm-mm. 
Okay, it's just, it's just no. It's just no. What, what the fuck is this? Your show is practically Halloween every day. So, that's kind of the, something that's also kind of annoying to me as well. So, Ed and Eddie also did the Halloween movie thing, I think. I think they did have a Halloween special. Or not a Halloween special, but a Halloween movie. Okay? So, of course, that's also something that's really, really a, a, a thing that happens a lot. So, eh, that's usually the three variations of a Halloween special that TV shows will do. Okay? Now, the most common of the two, of course, is... Or, actually, the most common of them all is actually just that regular Halloween adventure. So, the characters themselves are going trick-or-treating, and you're just watching a random adventure that they're having that happens to be on Halloween. Okay? Of course, Spongebob, t- uh, t- uh, Fairly Odd Parents, I think Danny Phantom probably, Kim Possible probably, I don't know. Okay, uh, just basically, practically any uh, animated show, they have this random thing. Any one of them. Okay? They all do it. And that's one, you know, it's really creative. It's a really creative trope that's, re- uh, it's not overused. Or normally, on normal circumstances, it would be overused. But the reason this isn't really, in my opinion, overused is because every set of characters is completely different so normally in the overused character tropes and stuff like that the character does the exact same things that you've seen a different show handle in the exact same way the character doesn't do anything different however in this kind of halloween special thing everybody does something completely different some characters are of course handle the situation completely different from others I'm pretty sure that in the Lilo and Stitch Halloween episode, Stitch decided to actually go out of his way to try uh, um, fighting or uh, just fighting the monster and stuff like that, rather than trying to figure out some clever way to defeating them. Okay? In Gravity Falls, however, they handled it so that they were creating a clever way to defeat the monster without anybody getting hurt. And of course, then in Spongebob specifically, Spongebob handled it uh, uh, in a completely different way so that it wasn't even about his candy being stolen. It was more about the fact that, um, uh, it was more about the fact that Spongebob wanted to be taken seriously as something that's actually scary. So it's multiple different, uh, quote, trick-or-treating episodes that are Halloween-based, but at the same time, it's completely different from each other, solely because the characters themselves are going, uh, are having different circumstances or having different reactions to things. And that's, of course, what makes it okay. So technically, you can still do all the other um, tropes that I mentioned in other episodes, the other random things that are constantly being overused, as long as you do something different. Or not that you do exactly the same thing and make it so damn predictable that everybody knows what's going to happen. If you can do it so that basically the character, your own character has a different reaction to it, or did you write something different in it, then great. You know, but that's of course something that also kind of bugs me. Now, when it comes to movies and animation, Halloween movies are... Halloween and Christmas and Thanksgiving as well. These are the three main movie. Uh, these are the three main uh, times where movies will be created based on these things. Okay. Now, Christmas and Thanksgiving don't really get it the way I'm talking about Halloween specifically. Halloween specifically is known specifically to breed the Halloween cartoons. I hate the Halloween cartoons. The Halloween cartoons every time they because they advertise them the first goddamn week after Halloween and stuff like that or something. Or they, they start it off or create the show or put it on the air during October or at the end of October. Which of course is like, yay, you're hyping up this thing, it's cool, whatever, whatever. But at the same time, what really sucks, or not that it sucks, but what really bothers the shit out of me, 
is the fact that this holiday is like shitty as fuck. It's shit like this. Not the holiday is shitty as fuck, but the show is shitty as fuck. It's shitty. It's very very shitty. Lots of TV shows have done this, and of course they they're 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 boring. They're boring. The shows are interesting for the first few bits, uh, for the first few episodes, but not even. They're not even all that. Bo- uh, they're not even all that interesting when it's not October. When the series is, uh, when the series is in December, then the show nobody wants to watch it because, bitch, we're past Halloween right now. We're in Christmas. That's where we are right now. Casper the Ghost got his own TV show specifically based off of this. Now I'm not gonna lie, Casper had some good TV shows. Okay, I never watched any of them. I'm pretty sure that he had TV shows. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But the one I'm talking about is the 3D animated TV show. One of his recent, more recent ones. That one was shit. That one was shit. Okay? Uh, Casper goes to a monster school or something like that. That one was shit. It was shit. Hot shit. Okay? Because it was just... What? It's a Halloween thing. Like, it's not all that special. It's not all that interesting. Like, you get tired of it after a minute. You know? You can't just make, because that's the thing. This would be a good idea if you made, uh, if you just toned back the quote spookiness and the Halloweenness of all of this. If you just tone it back a little bit and make it so that it's not the only thing that makes these uh, this world interesting, then technically you could have made it so that it's actually really really interesting and a good show. Then it could you could have saved it. But not like this. Not like that. If I wanted to make it so that this thing, the, uh, if I wanted to make it so that that Casper show would have actually worked, I would have made it so that the show itself would have been that it's just, you know, the real characters and stuff like that. Not really the characters, but it's sort of real life. The characters themselves live in this monster world and stuff like that and treated it more like Monsters, Inc. The reason that I respect Monsters, Inc. more is because it's monsters, but it's not on some Halloween shit. There are Halloween-like designs with bats and other things that are, quote, scary, but they're not treating it in the same kind of Halloween sense, you know? It's very different. It's very, very different between them. Both of them, Monsters University and the Casper School thingy, they're kind of the same show, with, of course, the main character going to a school, and, of course, they're being taught and all this other stuff, and they're going on mini-adventures throughout the thing, you know? Now, granted, one is a movie and one is a TV show, but still... One of the main things that makes it so that I can go out of my way and watch Monsters University is that it's not Halloween. I don't watch, or no, no, no. One of the big reasons that I don't watch that that thing, or I never had any interest in it, or I got agitated when I when it popped up, was the fact that it was just this whole, it's everything, it's just in your face, Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. That's all it was. And it was really, really annoying to be able to watch it. It's nothing else. Okay, like once this Halloween craze dies down, then what? Your show's shit. Uh, your show's gonna be in shit for that. You're not even gonna get a second season. I guarantee you, if you create a show that's about Halloween and you make it during October and it's basically 50% Halloween based, your show's never gonna get a second season unless they're gonna do a reboot of it or bring it back next Halloween. Still, though, it's one of those things that pisses me off. Now, one example, of course, that also is a good example of so, of a show taking back from the Halloween aspect of it, of course, is The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Personally, I always acknowledge this, 
if I was one of the creators of Cartoon Network, or not the creators, but the CEO of Cartoon Network, and you came to me with uh, Billy and Mandy, I would have told you no. Just going out the first episode, that's a hell no. Who the fuck would watch this? No one would watch this. Get out of my shop, or get out of my room, or my office. I, that's how I would react to that, because, are you fucking kidding me? But after everything that we've seen already from how the show was handled and everything, I love Billy and Mandy. I fucking love it. But at the same time, I would never have thought that I would love it just from the first episode. And that's another reason of why, you know, I don't really get the idea of people shitting on people on uh, shitting on shows for their pilot episodes. I watched the pilot, but at the same time, I never treat the pilot as anything serious. Fuck the pilot. Fuck the pilot. The pilot is just to give the creators, uh, in my opinion, the pilot episode is just to give the creators a general idea of what the show is going to be about. Or to give an example of what the show kind of, what the vibes are. Okay, it's sort of like you feel it out for what it is. Okay, every TV show's pilot episode sucks. There's practically no TV shows that have a good pilot episode. Look at Steven Universe. Steven Universe had a complete change in animation from their pilot episode to their first episode. Okay, complete change in animation. So please understand me when I say the pilot episode is it's, it's basically the same thing as when you create your OCs for the first time. You don't think it's shit because it, you know, you created it and you're viewing it in this nice way. But when you look back at it, when your series is in its fifth season or something like that or whatever, and you look back at your pilot episode, you're going to be like, oh my God, why was this shit? Okay, it's literally, it's, fuck, I forgot to show my characters to my, ah, never mind. But still, um, it's, it's shit, okay? It's shit and you don't realize it's shit right now until later. It's still a lovely shit, but at the same, and you love it. And of course you have every right to love it. But at the end of the day, it's shit. Okay, I want you to remember that. Okay, I want you to remember that every time that you look back at your art or something like that, and you just hear my voice saying, I love it, it's a lovely shit, but it's shit. That's like how I treat my own art. So when I see my old characters and stuff like that, I just immediately play that in my own head. Okay? So, back to my thing. Back to my thing. Specifically with all of that other stuff. Moving on. The thing that also is something that's like, um, uh, other TV shows do it as well. I think that, uh, what was it? Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon did some, Vampirina, that's what it was. Vampirina. The Nickelodeon did some bullshit with this vampire chick or something like that. And then they did a live action TV show with this house of spooky ghosts or stuff like that. Which of course is another example of like, oh my god, you're going to have like a month of viewers and then after that month you're done. Now personally, I do think that that one show with the, the live action ghosts and stuff like that that they did, um, I think that that show did, la- uh, did actually last longer and I have to give them credit for that. But at the same time, that Vampirina lasted just as long as I thought it was going to last. <laughs> like, oh my god. I literally was just like, that's not going to last. And then when I stopped, I was like, this is my right. <laughs> like, I, I, I could have told you that that was not going to last. That was not going to be a great idea. Why the fuck would you do all this shit? You know? If you wanted to make it so that it was like this kind of thing. Or that's another thing too. I don't like these certain races. Or not these races, but I kind of don't like these. Yeah, these races. I don't like these races because they're sort of just, they're always kind of, no one puts anything creative into it. The vampire can't have, uh, uh, the vampire always has to look a certain way or stuff like that. Or they always have to be able to, 
be allergic to garlic and all this other stuff. You know, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's part of what a vampire is and stuff like that. But at the same time, your reasoning, uh, there's no creativity when it comes to this shit. There's really none. There's no creativity when it comes to these character designs or anything like that. When it comes to vampires, Frankenstein, um, werewolves, especially werewolves and vampires. Mainly vampires the most, but still. There's no creative design at all when it comes to these things. And these characters are designed basically looking like clones. Not clones, but basically you can tell that they all are trying to be the Dracula. You know? Now, Dracula was a single character in a single book. And then sort of that became the rule of it. Now, personally, Marceline, the vampire queen, is an amazing example of what a vampire character could be. Okay? Marceline doesn't eat anything garlic. There's no garlic ever in the series. Like, none. Ever. But uh, Marceline does have a problem with the sun. But that won't kill her because she can regenerate. And, of course, they have a whole thing, a, a whole fucking arc the, uh, showing the backstory of all this other stuff. So, of course, that's something of how they handled it in a really, really good way. It was creative. It was different. It was completely uh, uh, it was completely original, which is why I loved it. Marceline is a great example of what a vampire character could be. But, unfortunately, vampire characters are not really all that creative. A lot of times. Most of the time, vampire characters are not all that creative. And it's very agitating as shit. Okay? In my story specifically, there are no vampires, there are no werewolves, there are no any of that. I, I stay away from these races, specifically because they've been always done in these ways, and they're so, like, one-trick pony that I can't possibly come up with an entire culture based around this single thing. I can't possibly do it. Maybe I can do it for vampires, but I can't, I can, and, and werewolves too, but I can't possibly make an entire species or race of, uh, uh, of Frankenstein monsters. And I, I know for a fact that the monster is named after the scientist and the monster doesn't really have a name. It's Frankenstein's monster, whatever. I get it. I'm just going to call it Frankenstein. Okay. All those other people that are like so freaking, uh, pompous have to tell you, oh, you call it Frankenstein. It's actually Frankenstein's monster. It's not called Frankenstein. That's not its name. It's the monster that was created by. I get it. I know it. I know. I'm calling it Frankenstein because it's easier. We all know Frankenstein from that. Shut up. Okay. Yeah, there's certain things. It's like it's the same bullshit that people also go with. Um, it's like you mention anything Hamlet, anything Hamlet or Shakespeare. There's always going to be that smartass that has to constantly butt in with the Romeo and Juliet bullshit. You know, there's constantly always a smartass that has to say something about it. And it's like. You know what the fuck I'm talking about, okay? I understand that there's some examples where you have to go out of your way, and if it's something that's like, you know, something like that, but if, state that if the person is actually acting as if the monster itself is named Frankenstein. So they're never saying Frankenstein. uh, They're only saying Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Frankenstein. Oh, remember when Frankenstein did this? Didn't Frankenstein do that? If that's what it all is, then you say it, okay? But please miss me with that bullshit. Even then, I just, like, it's just one of those things that is just, like, it's a conversation starter. Or not a conversation starter. It's just something for conversation. Oh, you know the monster was not actually being Frankenstein, right? You know, like, that's... Ugh. Ah, that shit annoying. And unfortunately, we are hitting our time for this first part, so I will be continuing. But yes, I do need to continue on with the rest of this episode.
car ride and back. I had to take a small, not a small break. It literally like took me like less than five minutes, but I had to go get a brand new cup of Juicy Juice. I love Juicy Juice. Juicy Juice is so fucking good. Like that's my whole childhood, especially cherry Juicy Juice. Cherry Juicy Juice is my whole fucking childhood. Okay. Anyway. Um, uh, <laughs> when I drink juices, it's like when I first take a sip after a long time of not drinking juice, juice, it's like that ego moment where it's just like, it just takes you oof, all the way back to your childhood and stuff like that, just like in Ratatouille. But anyway, moving on. So, back to my main point um, of uh, all Halloween movies, or not Halloween TV shows, but you know, or races and stuff like that. I can't, nah, 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 nah. I can't stand the idea of creating these kinds of races and stuff like that. Some of them are interesting, but rather, I just don't really like some of these TV, these races, or, you know, like I said earlier, I don't like the idea that these races have to follow these certain rules and stuff like that, you know? For example, I mentioned this when I was talking about uh, 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 character design and racial designs and stuff like that, or racial expectations and stuff. You know, that when it comes to certain character races and stuff like that, there's uh, there's much creativity as in the world. There's no rules for it. But others, there's a lot of rules that you have to go with. You know, you can't really create a vampire character unless you make them in this kind of way. And it really makes you think, okay, yes, but at the same time, there are some TV shows that take it a different way. They're like, okay, yeah, that's not really a thing. Like, you know, they're writing it. They're basically taking what they want, but they're using... Uh, you know, actually, not they're writing something in the world building or some kind of thing in the plot. So the other bit of it is that they're not really all that important. So the character is just like, uh, for example, in uh, Hotel Transylvania. Hotel Transylvania is, you know, I'm not going to shit on that show at all. Or that movie. I'm not going to shit on it at all because it's just a movie, one. And two, it's also, well, not that it's just a movie, but it's just, um... You know, just uh, it's supposed to be Halloweeny and stuff like that. It's supposed to be this whole little thing about this thing. You know, it's a, it's just a short story. That's basically how I view it. It's not a whole world and stuff like that, or a whole series and stuff like that. Low key, it became that, but I'm just talking about Hotel Transylvania. But in that movie, um, Dracula or uh, what was his name? John. John. What the fuck was his name? Hold up. Um, what the fuck was that boy in that movie? Mike? Okay, fuck it. Uh, Jonathan. I, I, okay, I was gonna be like, alright. But yeah, the character's name, of course, is Jonathan. So when Dracula is talking to Jonathan, uh, or John, when he's talking to John about, like, um, the things that can kill Dracula and stuff like that, he mentions garlic. And of course, Dracula then says that he can't eat garlic because he's allergic and that if he does, he'll throw, uh, his throat will swell up. So, of course, he's talking about all this other stuff as as John just continues naming different things. Like, oh my god, a stake to the heart? Oh, uh, yeah, like, who wouldn't that kill? You know, like, just all this other stuff like that. It's just like, you know, it's just funny because it's just, you know, it's just Dracula just listening to all these random things. And it's just like, are you serious? Oh my god, you're ridiculous. Like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. 
if I was to decide, if I personally was going to write a race of vampires and stuff like that, I would have written it so that, um, you know, I would have written it so that these characters can, are not really written in the same way, you know, that, oh, the sunlight will t- destroy them and stuff like that. No, 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 no. I think that that's like, you know, it's cool, whatever, you know, whatever. You can definitely be able to write that as like a weakness or something like that. But I would write it more with the, with the way that my own story is set up. I would write it so that vampires, uh, that's just a random human statement. I would, you know, I would, I'm very much into the, with the things I don't like or the random myths or legends about these races that I don't like, I write it as a, uh, I make it part of their culture and make it something uh, a little bit close to it so then I can basically say that, oh, humans don't bother to understand things because humans are ignorant. So of course, humans say this shit. Okay, when in reality, this is a random stereotype that humans have. Okay, that's something that I will do for stuff that I don't like. And also, if I don't like it, then I'll try to turn it into something else or rework it into a way that I do like. Okay? So, for example, I don't like the demon markings, that demons mark you to show that they own you and stuff like that. Or if you have a deal with a demon or something like that. You can't make a deal with a demon and stuff like that because then they'll hold you to your word and stuff like that. These are two different things that I just changed. One of them drastically and the other one I changed it a lot in a sense that basically makes it so that they're kind of the same thing but not really. And that's kind of the whole point. I am doing a podcast. Just voice to uh, text. I'm texting a friend. Anyway. So, of course, that's part of it also. The thing that makes it, like, you know, the world is what makes it uh, the interesting thing of storytelling and stuff like that. You can take the things that you don't like about these things and change it so that it's a completely different thing. You know? For example, I don't know anything about Homestuck, but I will give them the amazing amount of credit because they were able to take these trolls and change it into a completely different thing so that now people know these kind of trolls. And now that it's this very lovable design that everybody loves and makes fan art of and stuff like that. I don't know anything about Homestuck. I don't know anything about it. I do know that they have trolls. And I do know sort of the... I knew the looks of the main sort of three characters, but even then, I don't know anything else past that. But still, I don't really know. So, of course, you know, that's why I don't really like the idea of creating races or using these kind of races and stuff like that in this way, because they're just so much, okay? They're so limiting. Uh, they're so limiting. Rather, there's so many more. Uh, all the other races that I used, I was able to create my story using all the other races, and I did never had to, and not even once, did I ever use one of those races in my story. So there are no vampires, there are no zombies, there are no Frankenstein's monsters, werewolves, um, ghosts, or just anything like that. I was able to do my entire thing with none of them. The only sort of quote Halloween race kind of thing that I got is a witch. That's like the closest I got. <laughs> a witch. That's all we got for right now. I'm trying to think about the main members of the cast. Trying to think of it. A witch. A demon. Not really demons. Well, yeah, demons, but not really. Not in the way that it's like a devil. No, it's just a demon. Um, yeah, everything else is like... It's not even Halloween, you know? The only Halloween race that we kind of have is a demon and a fucking witch. That's all we got. Okay, everything else is like completely different, you know? 
I would say ogres or oni, you know, both of them. But ogres are more of mythical fantasy fairy tale kind of things with princesses in the Middle Ages. And oni are more of Japanese and more of just traditional Japanese folklore and stuff like that. So it's kind of the same thing as demons in a sense. Okay, Halloween has more of uh, devils, but not demons, you know? That's kind of how it is with Halloween in a sense. I, it, it, it might sound confusing or some people might argue differently, but, you know, it's kind of, you know... It, this is how I personally take it. Halloween is more associated with a devil rather than a demon. You know, not an individual demon, just an individual devil. It's weird, and I don't know, some people probably view them as the same thing. Some people view them as completely different. I don't really know. Fuck, I never, that one I think was loud. I basically am not giving a fuck at this point. I gotta start doing that, okay? I gotta put the noise on. Anyway, back to my thing. So, oh, oh I put, I dropped my phone. Well, not dropped it, I threw it. But anyway, back to my thing. That's, of course, part of the whole thing about Halloween specifically. You know, with all this other stuff and stuff like that. Now, in my story, or that's another thing too. A lot of TV shows like to go with this idea that they also have a Halloween event. So, some TV shows go with the idea that Halloween, of course, is in their story... And the characters don't really have any religion or any kind of religious thing with it as well. Now, that's also the sort of weird zone that you also kind of have to be aware about. Certain TV shows, you know, they'll claim that the show has no religion at all, but yet the characters actually are celebrating this other thing. So that does mean that there are a sort of religious people in this world. You have to sort of remember, if you take away religion of your story, then you have to take away everything associated with it. You know? Now, Adventure Time, of course, handles it beautifully. They have a Christmas episode, but it's not Christmas. It's a Christmas special, but it's not the way that we view Christmas, or it's completely different. There's no religious um, uh, thing about it, you know? And they do technically mention that Christmas used to be a thing because uh, Marceline ends up meeting um, somebody who apparently is the, uh, the first Santa. And, of course, Marceline's just like, wait... The Santa? You know, and of course, it's just like, oh my god. You know, she's freaking out over it. And of course, you know, the rest of the, uh, you know, bubblegum is just like, what? Who are you talking about? So, of course, they're acknowledging it. But their Christmas special still has nothing to do with this Santa at all. It's a completely, complete other thing. So, of course, that's what makes these episodes, that's what I personally like about it. Steven Universe also does it in the same way as well, with, of course, Steven basically having a Christmas episode, but the Christmas special for Steven Universe has nothing to do with religion, as there is, quote, no religion in Steven Universe. Okay, so once again, it's a really great example of it as well. Now, once again, as I said earlier, with the idea that all these different characters and stuff like that are having all these different random things, it bugs me that you can't really find a lot of TV shows that do something different. Some TV shows will do, you know, they'll usually, Futurama also handled Christmas in a very, very creative way, specifically with their idea of basically creating uh, Killer's Christmas or something like that. You know, Christmas is the worst day of the year. Rather than it being the best day of the year, it's the most feared and terrifying day of the year because of the Santa robot, which is something I fucking adore. I love it. It's the cre- most creative thing I've ever heard. 
You can't possibly tell me that that's not creative as shit. Okay, it makes you actually want to see the next episode. I fucking love that character so much. Okay, the Santa robot. I thought that he was so fucking interesting. So, as I said, that's something that's like, oh my god, that's why I fucking love this fucking thing. So then moving backwards, not moving backwards, but moving back to the whole idea of Halloween. I don't really get it. Or not that I don't get it, but you know, I like it, but I do you know it's not really something that you have to do. If you want to create a Halloween special for your story, you can, and that's totally fine and up to you. But at the same time, I would also, once again, I'm going to basically sort of pick at your thing if you're making it so that, um, you know, if you're making it so that the characters themselves are just doing it for some random fucking thing, okay? Personally, there's, in my personal opinion, there's sort of like three ways to handle Halloween, okay? Or three ways to handle any holiday in general, in a story, okay? Make it so that the characters themselves can actually celebrate the holiday the way that people normally celebrate the holiday. But at the same time, there's always... Now, remember, I'm saying this mainly for Halloween, but at the same time, there's always the idea that, okay, if you do it specifically for this one holiday, it also makes it so that you can't technically do other holidays in the same way. So, of course, you know, a lot of TV shows will have a episode that's mainly dedicated to Christmas. But at the same time, certain, uh, but at the same time, those same TV shows will never have anything acknowledging Kwanzaa or Christmas uh, or ha- uh, Hanukkah. And maybe, maybe if that show is more directed towards little little kids, then they'll have something for both. But more likely, they'll just have something for Christmas, and then they'll just be like, okay, now fuck Kwanzaa, fuck ha- Hanukkah. We're only gonna focus on Christmas. You know, and that's not a bad thing. That's mainly, of course, obviously the creator mainly probably celebrated mainly just Christmas or uh, or maybe they did celebrate Hanukkah, but they're aiming towards uh, the people or quote the majority of the people who celebrate mainly Christmas. It kind of sucks, but at the same time, yeah. and it's more agitating when it comes to Christmas. That's one of the things that bothers the shit out of me when it comes to the Christmas season. Okay, I personally love Christmas and I love it, but at the same time, Kwanzaa and Hanukkah are also in the same zone. So I would personally like to be able to see this massive fusion. Could you imagine a massive fusion of Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and Christmas stuff in the same way? If we were able to treat Kwanzaa and Hanukkah the same way that we give Christmas the same attention, oh my god, could you imagine that? Okay, it's just, oh my god. Okay, it, it's just like, oh my god, I would seriously fucking love to see that. So, of course, I have no intention of adding this, and none of this. There's no Christmas, there's no um, Hanukkah, there's no uh, Kwanzaa, none of that in my story. I know. I reg- Believe me, I love Christmas, but I'm not adding anything. And not even like a, oh, like an Adventure Time side piece or anything. No, it's just no Christmas. No. Mm-mm. There's no Christianity, there's no, no there's no religion, so there's no physical reason for there to be a Christmas or any of these holidays in my story, okay? Because there's no religion, that takes away all other holidays, and the only holidays that I can sort of, quote, put into my story that have no physical reasoning is technically maybe Thanksgiving, which one I don't fuck with all that much, Halloween definitely, and a bunch of other holidays that also are more about... Um, not the religious aspect of them, but they're mainly just like Fourth of July, Fourth um, uh, of July. I think of, I don't know about Valentine's Day. I feel like Valentine's Day, maybe New Year's, of course, and uh, I don't know other shit like that. But yeah, that's just 
simple bullshit. I don't really fuck with all that. You know, so that's why it's just like, you know, I'm taking all that stuff out of my story specifically. I took one thing out of my story and I'm also having, you know, I'm not just going to take it out the religion and then be like, oh, but we still get Christmas. Because no, 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 no. Now you're just being picky and choosy. You're not doing that. That it's bad, but at the same time, it's kind of, in my opinion, I kind of think of it as like, bitch, you got rid of religion, but you're keeping Christmas. Like, like Christmas isn't part of Christianity. Like, <laughs> okay, even though I acknowledge that it's not, I'm not really religious and I don't get involved in these kind of things, at the end of the day, I'm not about to act like uh, Christmas is not a, a, a Christian thing. It's in the fucking name. So, what? Yes, Christmas is its own thing in a sense, but at the same time, you can't. Yeah, even people who are atheists or even people who are not religious at all have to acknowledge the religious aspect of it. Okay? The only time that I can see you adding a Christmas into your story is if you're only doing it sort of aiming more towards the original pagan version. You know? If you're aiming more towards that, then yay. Or something else. But also, another thing that's also really weird... Uh, we're focusing, I'm focusing too much on Christmas at the moment. But another thing that's also really weird to me is the idea of Halloween spirits. The spirit of Halloween and stuff, you know? A lot of TV shows will act as if Halloween is an ancient thing and stuff like that. And of course, duh. You know, that's kind of a, a gimmick that Halloween has as well. It's the darkest day of humanity. It brings an ancient evil and stuff. You know, it's one of those things It's like, okay... Okay, yeah, whatever, whatever. You know? I even have family members who are sort of religious and don't like Halloween at all. Okay? They can't stand the idea of Halloween because they think it's a sort of a devil-worshipping holiday and stuff like that. At the time, I was just thinking, like, are you fucking kidding me? This, hol- this holiday probably isn't even 100 years old yet. Like, are you serious? There's no way this holiday is, like, 100 years old. And you're acting like it's been there for thousands and thousands of years. You know, I highly, you know what, let's Google that. Let's Google that. How long or how, when was the first Halloween? Let's see. When was the first Halloween? Not movie. Okay, yeah. The first Halloween. Ever. Why is it telling me this year? Google, do you know how to read? Oh, you know what? There's so much stuff. It's not even giving me a fucking simple answer. I'm gonna do research on that myself, and I'm not in the mood to do research at the moment. I'm on a podcast, so I will be doing research on that uh, for my own personal sake. Um, I'm not gonna do another episode. Maybe I might mention what I learned in another episode later, but not right now. And also, another thing that's like really, really not acknowledgeable, but something that's also something like I can totally see is the idea of like every day for Halloween, I'm like milking the hell out of Halloween content and stuff like that. Um, maybe. I might do specific episodes based on, um, uh, certain things that are kind of Halloween-ish and stuff like that. Maybe, like, a whole episode dedicated to, like, the problems with designing a race or designing, uh, uh, vampires and stuff. Maybe I might do that. 
probably not. Don't, like, expect it. Actually, I might do that. I'm not going to do a whole episode just on vampires. Well, maybe a whole episode on vampires. But if I'm going to be doing something like uh, a whole episode based on, uh, I don't know, uh, zombies, then I'll probably do um, Frankenstein's Monster. I'll probably do, like, a bunch of lab-made stuff, aliens and stuff. And I'll probably put multiple different opinions on different races and stuff like that. And probably what you could do to be able to avoid the Halloween-ness of it. That might be a mini-series that I might be able to do in this own series, but that's for later. Okay. Now, as I originally was saying, I don't really get the idea of a Halloween spirit. Okay, some TV shows do this idea of a Halloween spirit or something like that. Some ancient evil that's part of it as well. Now, the, uh, it says here... Halloween has its roots in an ancient pre-Christian Celtic festival in Sam Hain which is celebrated on the night of October, sorry, on the night of October 31st. The Celts, who lived uh, 2,000 years ago, damn. Okay. Okay, wow. Um, but who lived 2,000 years ago in an area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom, and Northern France, believe that dead, uh, believe that the dead returned to Earth on Samhain, or Samhain. On the sacred night, people gather to light bonfires, offer sacrifices, and pay homage to the dead. Did you know, although it was not uh, un, uh, although it is unknown precisely where, where and when the phrase trick or treat was coined, the custom had been firmly established in American popular culture by 1951 when trick or treating was depicted in a Peanuts comic strip in 1952. Disney produced a cartoon called Trick or Treat featuring Donald Duck and his net. Hey, I know that one! Okay, sorry. I like that one. I know that episode. I've seen it before. It's one of my favorite ones. But yeah, featuring Donald Duck and his newly, uh, and his nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. During the uh, Celtic celebrations of Samhain, villagers disguised themselves in costumes made of animal skins to drive away phantom visitors. Banquet tables were prepared for food, uh, and food was left out to placate unwelcome, vis- uh, unwelcome spirits. In later celebrations, people began dressing as ghosts, demons, and other mal- uh, malo- uh, malo- malo- malevolent. Malo- uh, malevolent. I don't know how to say this. Um, whatever creatures performing antics in exchange for food and drink. This custom, also known as mummying, uh, dates back to the Middle Ages and is thought to be an uh, to be an antique antecedent. Antecedent of trick or treating. Whatever. I think it's technically another variation of the word ant- ancestor. But yeah. Okay, so that's cute. Okay, fine. So fuck all that. What I said about the whole idea of it. It is. It kind of sounds like basically what I'm hearing or what I'm reading. So far, I'm not reading any more. But so far, it kind of sounds like Diablo's Mentos. Now, for those of you who don't know, Diablo, uh, Diablo, uh, it's one of those fucking words. I hate that fucking holiday. Not that I hate it. I hate that saying it because it's, oh my God. But the Day of the Dead. Okay, Dia, uh, Dia de los Muertos or something. It's a whole, uh, it's really difficult to say. It's so, it's just not difficult to say. It just it's difficult for me to say because it's just like oh my god, I like trip over myself a lot when I'm trying to say it. But I, um, the Day of the Dead. 
Okay, the Day of the Dead is a holiday that also is sort of, quote, associated with Halloween, but really not. The two holidays are kind of closely associated, but at the same time, their variations are kind of different. Or not their variation, but their timing is very different. As Halloween is in October, the, uh, is, yeah, November 1st and 2nd. So kind of, but at the same time, not really. Okay, so that's kind of the main thing about it. Now, please note, I specifically picked and choose which holidays I thought were really interesting. Now, in my story specifically, I actually kept the Day of the Dead. I'm not even... It's a Mexican holiday, I think. Is it? I think it's Mexican. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, it's Mexican, but, like, I was like, ooh, maybe it's not Mexican. Maybe it's just, like, some racist shit. But, yeah, it's a Mexican holiday. So... The Day of the Dead specifically is a Mexican holiday that is, you know, about the Day of the Dead. Or not the Day of the Dead, but it's a day to basically pay homage to homage or homage or whatever. It's basically a way to honor the people who have passed away. Okay? So, of course, you know, you've seen it before. You've seen um, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. They also had it too. Um, I think it was the middle of the celebration that they were going with, I think. Wait. I think. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. It was something like that. They mentioned it somewhere in that movie. That's where I, I think about it. But also, of course, you also have seen um, The Book of Life. Okay, The Book of Life is also um, they, uh, a TV show that mentions this as well. And then there's also Coco. All, three different TV shows that all... Well, no, 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 no. Wait. Coco. Coco. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was also Day of the Dead as well. Okay, I was really about to be like, hold up, hold up. It wasn't even the Day of the Dead when he got taken into the ghost world. But actually, it was, though. It was. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah, fuck what I was saying earlier. <laughs> yeah, that was also part of it as well. So, the Day of the Dead, of course, is supposed to be this holiday thingy where you're basically paying, uh, uh, paying respects to the people who have passed away and you're just remembering them, okay? You're remembering their legacy and remembering who they were prior and stuff like that. So, that in a way, even though they're gone, they'll never die in that kind of way. And personally, it's one of the really beautiful things about that holiday that I really, really like a lot. Okay, it's a really cool thing. And of course, the Day of the Dead and also Halloween are constantly put at each other, or not really put at each other, but constantly put together in the same kind of zone. Okay? They're two completely different holidays, but at the same time, they also are kind of treated with a similarity, or not really with a similarity, but they're kind of also treated, uh, they're closely associated with each other, or kind of mixed in with each other a lot, solely because of the similarities, with one of them having skeletons mainly, and the other one having skeletons in practically everything, sorry, and practically everything else. Plus the idea of people dressing up and decorating, and the idea of uh, not really offering, but sort of offering food. So of course, with the whole Halloween thingy, or the original origins of it, it kind of sounds like a Day of the Dead for European people. And then the Day of the Dead is for um, Mexican people. And then Halloween is uh, sort of the American version of it and stuff like that. So... I don't really know. <laughs> you know. Halloween is like its own thing. But it sounds like it was originally supposed to be a day that you would just remember the people who passed away. Or just remembering, you know, the people who came back to life and stuff like that. So, of course, there's, yeah, actually, yeah, those weird, stupid legends and stuff like that that I always thought was like, this holiday ain't even that old. Like, you know that bullshit? 
There, I guess it actually does have a little bit of some weight into it, but still, still though, not that way. Okay, I, my statement about like they act like Halloween is ancient or something like that. They have an ancient spirit of Halloween and stuff like that. Yeah, even though that statement, my original statement was not completely correct, it still kind of is. Solely because this ancient, uh, this ancient spirit of Halloween still needs candy. They've always offered him candy way back in the day. Like thousands of years ago, they had to offer him candy and stuff like that. So, eh, nah, you ain't, you ain't that slick, okay? <laughs> like, you ain't that slick. Okay, somebody got some evidence to basically back your ass up, but at the same time, that's, that evidence can't save your entire ass. Okay? So, you ain't slick with that. So, back to my thing about the Day of the Dead. As I said earlier, I took away religion. I took away religion in my story, so there's no religion at all. So, any holiday that's, not, uh, that's associated with a religion, that holiday is gone. Now, I, uh, now, the holidays I do have in the story are holidays that are not, one, not related to any individual religion and more related to cultures or specific aspects or specific things that happen in the story that actually cause these things to be a thing, okay? Now, in my story, there are no holidays that the characters really acknowledge, okay? Now, one of the characters, uh, now, of course, I did intend this. So even though we never get to see it, it is something that sort of happens off camera. And that's, of course, the Day of the Dead. The Day of the Dead in my story is completely different than the Day of the Dead that Mexican people would normally have. Okay, it's me sort of taking this holiday or this random thing and having this character, Lady Death, and I was able to change it a lot because I just liked this idea. And I thought, you know what, I could kind of incorporate this, kind of. I already intended her to be very based off the Day of the Dead kind of aesthetics and stuff like that so yeah you know so yeah i think i could be able to do something like this yeah so in my story specifically lady death of course i thought about okay if i'm designing a goddess of death what would be the person what would be the ethnicity that this character would be which ethnicity on earth or which place on earth has a really really close relationship with death or has a really, really different relationship with death as not evil. That's the goal. Which variation views death in a not evil way, or not bad, or any, or celebrate death? Which one does that? So of course, obviously, Mexico. So Mexico was a really good choice. The reason I made her Lady Death as a girl is solely because life is always seen as a girl and death is always seen as a boy. Which is not bad, but it's constantly always done. And personally, I want to just mix it up as much as I can. You know, when I design my characters, my god, my deity, not my god, my god characters and stuff like that, I tried to make it so that they were completely different from what most people would normally expect. So if you write a, quote, death character or a character who is death itself, I would not, you would not really expect that character to be a female. You would expect that character to be a male character specifically because of the idea of death is masculine and scary and intimidating and you know whatever 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 so of course i didn't no fuck that death is gonna be a girl so i wrote death as a girl and then i of course put her as mexican because mexico has a good relationship with death and celebrates death so of course that's a really good thing plus of course the aesthetic of la, uh, la muerte from uh, uh, uh the book of life i really like her aesthetic or not really her aesthetic but her kind of aesthetic and her design Okay, so of course I added that for Lady Death. 
So in the story, Lady Death, of course, is very based off of her, but not entirely. Okay? Lady Death, of course, wears traditional Mexican clothing. Very, very traditional. Not traditional in the sort of modern-day sense, but very, very traditional Mexican clothing. Okay? She wears very traditional Mexican clothing and stuff like that. She dresses more like the... Um, like a, like a, okay, I don't know how to say this. Okay, you know the fashion of the 14th century? Kinda. Imagine that fashion, or that level of craftsmanship in dressmaking and stuff like that. Imagine that as, uh, in Mexico, okay? So, kinda, the aesthetic that I'm going for her is supposed to be very, very traditional, but at the same time, very, um, uh... I don't know her name, but she sang La Llorona from um, Coco. The, the, uh, what was her name? It was uh, Mama something or something like that. She was the mother of uh, Mama Coco. She was Mama Coco's mother. Okay? She, and she sang uh, La Llorona in front of the whole thing. Or in front of the whole um, uh, audience, whatever, thing. Whatever. Her dress style, kind of. That's kind of what I'm aiming for, but more ancient not ancient but like a little bit more traditional and more push it back a couple of more decades and then we're kind of in that zone kind of you know so the same level of craftsmanship that's in her dress but at the same time traditional uh Mexican clothing so that's where I'm aiming for and then there, of course Lady Death you know Lady Death of course is dark skin she of course has long uh hair and stuff like that and, uh, uh she of course has long black hair and of course, you know, she is the goddess of death. And in the story, Lady Death, of course, um, you know, each of the gods has the ability to choose where they're going to put their temple. They aren't, there aren't, they don't get to become a god and then immediately they're given a temple. They get to choose where their temple gets to go, depending on what they personally want. So in Lady Death's case, she, of course, or, you know, some, you know, most of the gods in the story, their locations are based more on the interactions between the humans that they have, that they interact with. And their location, that's their canon locations. In reality, their locations are based on the cultures and the religion, not really the religions, but the cultures of these places. So, of course, you know, or other, uh, other reasonings and things. So Lady Death, my character, I put her in Mexico, obviously for Mexican culture. Life, however, he's in Africa, but life is not really in, uh, life is in Africa, but he's not in, uh, I'm still kind of deciding on where I want to put him. I'm thinking about putting him in uh, Sudan. I'm thinking about putting him in Sudan. Okay, but at the same time, I'm not entirely sure. I might put him in Chad, somewhere close to the top of Africa. Maybe. I'm thinking kind of in that general zone, mainly because I need a bimbao tree. Okay, the bimbao trees are, of course, the trees that, uh, if you watch Madagascar, you know, Madagascar, the first one, um, the trees that King Julian and his people are living in, those big trees that have the plane, that's a bimbao tree. Okay? I might be, I might even be pronouncing that wrong, but whatever. That's a bimbao tree, and that tree is a sacred, sacred tree that is like, it really does grow to the size of skyscrapers. It's fucking huge. So, of course, that's genius for a temple. Just carving, uh, just not carving it, but hollowing that bitch out, that's a, that's a temple. So, of course, I need a location in Africa, not on Madagascar, in Africa, that's um, someplace kind of closer to, because my goal is 
placing it somewhere where humanity first most likely started, Africa, and putting it somewhere in a general, uh, putting it somewhere in the area. Very Egypt, very Egypt, uh, that, uh, what is it, the Horn of Africa? Is that the Horn? No, that might not be the Horn. Whatever. But very that area. That's kind of where I'm aiming for. And I need somewhere with big trees. And I'm, I think I read somewhere that Sudan is the best place. Sudan has um, those trees as well. They naturally grow there. And not that they've been brought there. I think that they naturally grow there in general. I think maybe they might have been brought there. I don't know. But yeah. So of course, that's the amount of research I do for these kinds of things. Okay? It seems, tri- it seems ridiculous to some people. But that's how much thought I put into this kind of story. Please note... Dude, I've been making this story since I was fucking, what, 11 and 12. I've been making this story since I was 11 and 12, and I'm now 20. I'm about to be 21, okay? So, believe me, I put time into this goddamn story, okay? And I'm still creating stuff for this story, okay? In the words of Eclipse of Butterfly from uh, Star vs. Force of Evil, writing is rewriting, okay? Or technically her quote is, writing is rewriting, you know? And of course, you know, that's it. That's, I get that quote mainly from her. Moving on. So, of course, when it came to death, I decided to make her, you know, a Mexican character, obviously. And her and why I keep the Day of the Dead in the story is, her, is part of her backstory of why she moved there. Okay? Lady Death, of course, traveled to Earth. And nobody wanted... Uh, she was looking for a place to place her temple. Now, Life, her boyfriend, got to put his temple down first, even though she's much older than him. But somehow, he was able to find a spot that was perfect for her tem- uh, for his temple. And Lady Death, of course, was just like, you know what? I want a temple. I'm going to find a spot. I'll find a spot. I want humans nearby my temple like Life. Life, has lo- uh, Life put his temple nearby humans because he likes humans a lot and he wants them to be able to be nearby him all the time. So Death decided to do the same thing. But unfortunately, wherever Death went, people didn't want her around. People thought that she was going to kill them. They thought that it was creepy that the goddess of death was living by them. So, of course, they didn't want her around. So, she continued to travel until she ended up making it to Mexico. And one day, while traveling through Mexico and stuff like that, she ended up meet, uh, uh, one day while traveling through Mexico and stuff like that, she ended up coming across this town. What, of course, is now known as the capital city of Mexico, Mexico City. Now, when she was there, however, the people did not kick her out. Rather, they treated her like an equal and asked her what was wrong. She, of course, ended up saying that she thought that, uh, she, of course, says that she's tired and that she's actually just going to rest here for a bit and that she has no intention of staying for their comfort. They, of course, tell her that she can stay if they want. And, of course, she's like, no, no, I know what you're doing. You're offering me to stay because you don't want me to be angry or something like that because you're afraid that I'll kill you. And, of course, they're just like, no, if you want to stay here, you can stay here forever. Like, you know, whatever. We can celebrate that you're here. So, of course, she's just like, wait, what? And, of course, as time moved on, as she's staying there longer and longer, she's realizing that these people really don't view her as an evil being. They view her as their guardian. Okay? While the rest of the world, or most other places that death was at, they viewed her as uh, a harbinger of death. They viewed her as something bad. But the people in this town specifically viewed her as you are a servant to humanity. You are, of course, just doing your job and you're not evil. 
If anything, you are our protector. We have to trust you with our souls when we die. And of course, you are the judge of our souls. So why are we going to villainize the, the judgment of our souls? We have full faith in your fair judgment. And of course, for that reason exactly, we will be honored for you to build your temple here. So of course, Lady Death ended up building a temple. And the deal was, she ended up making a deal with the Mexican people. You know, she wanted to reward, not reward them, but she wanted to give them something in return. You know, she was taking their land and, of course, you know, um, building a temple for herself. So she wanted to give back to the people. And no matter what she offered, the people said, no, we don't want it. So then she then said a deal. How about this? Every year, for one week, you will have the ability to see your lost, uh, your loved ones. Those souls who are waiting to be uh, who are waiting to be reincarnated will be available to you to be able to interact with. My temple will be open to all of you, because you know her temple is open to all of humanity. Anybody can walk into Lady Death's temple and see someone who they uh, who they lost. Okay. Unfortunately, however, you don't get it forever. Okay. So, for example, if you lost, for example, let's say that you are. Uh, Okay, let's say that you're a boy who lost his mother at four years old. You never met your mother. Or you never really knew her. Technically, you can go to Lady Death's temple and meet her and talk to her and hang out with her or any of her side temples all over the planet and you can technically be able to interact with your mother all year round. You know? But you have to go to a temple. Okay? You have to go to a temple and visit her like a terminal. Okay? So, of course, you can be able to interact with her. And you can interact with her for probably till the four-year-old is now probably in their 50s, okay? In their 50s, maybe earlier, then they can't meet their mother anymore because their mother is going to be next in line to be reincarnated. You don't just die and then immediately are born. With the amount of humans that are there on Earth, you have to wait until an open spot is available. So a lot of souls are on standby, and that, uh, and technically they're not being reincarnated until two generations after. This soul died in, for example, this soul died in 1991, and won't be born until 2042, you know? So that's a great example of like how long it takes. This is techni it's technically a lot longer when you really think about how many humans there are, but still. So of course, that's the rule. All humans can interact with their loved ones, but they have to go to one of her temples. However, the humans in this town, or the humans in Mexico, because as the eventually population grew and grew and became a country, Lady Death opened this, uh, changed the deal so that it basically affects every Mexican person. Okay, if you are a Mexican person and, it's, and you celebrate the Day of the Dead, even if you're technically descendant of a Mexican person or something, like you're a quarter, uh, an 18th or something, it doesn't matter. If you identify yourself as a Mexican person and you always have and you always continue to do this holiday and do it the, uh, the, way, the traditional way, you still get it. Okay? So, what that on the day, on that week, for one week, your loved ones get to be coming to you. The rest of the year, you come to them. On this week, they come to you. And unfortunately, during this week, no one else on Earth gets to visit their loved ones. This is, an honor, this is to honor the people that specifically helped her. Okay? And Lady Death is on break. No one, for seven days, no one gets judgment. Not, not Well, not really. She still does her job. But, you know, um, for seven days, Lady Death is on break. Okay? For seven days, Death is on a vacation. 
So, of course, during that uh, seven days, death, of course, ends up being in uh, Mexican si- uh, Mexico City. The people celebrate. She's, of course, da- uh, she's dancing. She's celebrating. They have a huge feast. You know, she's talking to people and she's interacting with the people of human- uh, with the humans. You know, she's really, really interacting with them and, of course, loving this. Okay? And, of course, you know, if there are people that come up to her and be like, hey, I want to see my loved one. I'm not Mexican. I came all the way over here to see my loved one. Then she'll be like, I'm sorry, but it's the day of the dead. It's the week of the dead. I'm sorry. You have to wait until the last day. And Lady Death, remember, she doesn't have any patience for people. And when if somebody has something to say, like, oh, my God, I literally came all the way over here just to see my loved one. And Lady Death will be like, okay, then you can wait. Okay? You had all year to meet your loved ones. Okay? Literally, there is no cutoff. Okay? This week is just for the Mexican people. The descendants of the original people who let me build my temple here. This week is for them. Anybody else, all of humanity, has all year to see their loved ones. You get to see, uh, you can still see your loved one. All you need to do is wait until next Friday. Then, then you can see them. But you're not about to let me, uh, I'm not about to uh, open or let you be able to see your loved one. Or I'm not about to go out of my way and bend over backwards just for you. You had all year and that you still technically have till next Friday. So just suck it up until next Friday and then you can go see your loved one. Okay? And if people have something smart to say like, oh, why is it that everyone else's loved ones can't all visit us? Lady Death, of course, then says, no. I'm sorry. This is man- this is a very difficult thing for me to do. The only reason I'm able to do it for the Mexican people is solely because of the fact that uh, my t- uh, it's solely because of this deal that we've been doing. Okay, I've been doing this for count- uh, for countless generations ever since this deal was established. You know, as the population grew bigger and bigger, I had to prepare and make contingencies to make it available for everybody. And then when people started moving away and being Mexican people, not <laughs> and being Mexican people, and being Mexican people outside of Mexico, I had to make contingencies for that as well. So please, okay, I can't do it with all of humanity. This is a privilege that the Mexican people get, but it's not a right that they get, Okay. If you do something bad or something like that, I don't play with me. I will cut the uh, holiday. I'm not playing with you. You know, that's how she is. So she doesn't put up with any bullshit or people, especially people that basically come here to Mexico just for the week of the dead, hoping that they'll see their own loved ones and that they can basically party with their loved ones and stuff. Like, no, you could have easily been able to do that any time of the other, any time of the year. Because technically you can actually interact with your loved ones. You can technically go to one of the temples, and if you go through a bunch of stuff, you can actually bring your loved one home for a specific amount of time. But one, that's a lot of steps, and two, these people get it for free automatically. Everybody else can do it too, but they have to go through a bunch of stuff first, you know? And you have all year to do it. You know, you have all year to do it. You don't have any limitations and stuff like that. It's just a bunch of steps that you need to go to. Uh, uh, just a bunch of steps that you need to go through. With the Mexican people, they don't have to do anything. They're, uh, they get it for free just because of their ancestors and stuff like that. And this is a gift to them as a thank you, okay? My temple is still here on Mexican soil, so I still have to thank them for letting me be here, okay? That's how Lady Death sees it. So any other holiday in the story, I also have those holidays in the story as well. Or no, no, no. Any other holiday that has no religious uh, reasoning and stuff like that, I also have those holidays in the story as well. Specifically with things like the Chinese New Year and stuff like that. 
you know, there's not, there's not really any religious reasoning for the Chinese New Year's. It's just sort of its own thing. It's a cultural thing. You know, it's not, the, the Chinese New Year is not a thing out of Christianity. It's not a thing out of, uh, I, I don't know about Buddhism, but I don't really know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't really know. I don't think so, though. I want to say no, it's not a thing in Buddhism, but still. You know, that's, it's, it's its own thing, you know? It's just, it's a new year, you know? New Year's has nothing to do with religion. It's just the, uh, the bringing of a new year. Kinda, it does, kind of, eh, very, very little. But at the same time, come on, dude. It's the celebration of a brand new year. So that's not really a religious holiday, you know? So any holidays that have specific religious aspects to it, you're not gonna find it. But, however, certain holidays that do have religious aspects to them, then it's like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, that don't, then you're going to be able to find them and stuff like that. And, you know, they're kind, they're not going to have the same reasoning, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, but they're going to be sort of there in some way, shape or form, specifically with um, the Day of the Dead. Okay, and if I can, I want to write it so that other gods and goddesses also have this as well. Life doesn't even have a holiday. Like, life literally doesn't have a holiday. Maybe I can make it so that Valentine's Day is life's holiday or something like that. You know, that's the creation of new life or something. But I don't want to create a, a, a holiday for life either. You know, and in the story, you don't get to see Day of the Dead. There is no Day of the Dead in the story. Solely because of everything that's going on on Earth, there's no time to celebrate. So, of course, this is this random idea that I came up with that I can probably be able to make some... Um, some posters or some random stuff like that for our Mexican audiences and stuff like that so that they can be able to have something for it as well, okay? And if that's only specifically for the Mexican audiences, everybody else is going to get Halloween stuff, okay? Everybody else is going to get Halloween stuff. And one of the also, we are hitting our time. I just looked at the thing um, really, really quickly. One of the things that I also mentioned, of course, is the three different ways that you handle it. The three different ways that you handle your story, or not that you handle your story, but the way that you handle Halloween or holiday specials. One of them, of course, being the little adventure that, of course, is a simple adventure, whatever. It's a holiday thing that goes every year. Or the third one is it's a holiday thing that has nothing to do with the plot. It's not canon. It's just done. It's sort of fan service. You're doing a service for the fans. That's kind of what it is. That's what the whole, that's what the Simpsons do. It's nothing that, like, literally anything that happens in the Simpsons holiday special or the Halloween special has nothing to do with episode, the next episode, okay? They have nothing to do with each other. So with that in mind, that, of course, is the main reasoning of why um, I'm adding a Day of the Dead and all that stuff or all these other, the Halloween, the Christmas, all this other stuff. They are not part of the canon. They are just random things on the side so that fans can be able to have something and be able to celebrate. So here's a sticker with Bennett in her Christmas outfit and stuff like that. You can put it on your hood of your car or on a Christmas card or give it to somewhere or put it somewhere. I don't really care. Okay? But, you know, duh, it's not really a thing. <laughs> you know? It's not really a thing that you're supposed to be able to do. Um, so, yeah, that's, of course, the end of this specifically. We are hitting our time. And I think, actually, the episode might be over, actually. These, I think these classes are going to be very, very short. I think these classes, when I'm talking about holidays, are going to be a lot shorter than most other of our classes and stuff like that. And I expect that the other Halloween episodes, not really Halloween episodes, but the other classes that we do on zombies or other stuff like that, whatever, they're probably going to be dumb short as well. Now, I'm specifically putting this for the 2nd of October. Okay, I'm specifically putting this for the 2nd of October. And, um, 
yeah, then, you know, if you listen to this and stuff like that, hit me up on my Tumblr and be like, yo, um, can you not do that? Or actually, yeah, can you do that? You know, hopefully. I don't really know, but please, once again, do it anonymously because I don't want to know who you are. But at the same time, Loki, I do want to know who you are. But please don't tell me who you are. You know, <laughs> so that's the end of this. Uh, I'll do an outro, actually. Not not now, but yeah, I will do an outro. Alright, so we are basically wrapping up the class. Today's class is actually pretty short. Ah, oh, my back, my back, my back. Today's class is actually really, really short. Or not really short, but it's kind of noticeably shorter than before. Now, of course, thank you for listening, and um, actually one thing that before we leave the class and stuff like that, of course, we are going to be talking about my experiences with Halloween, or not really my experiences, but my personal opinions on certain things, okay? Now, of course, with the whole idea of, like, if you want to make your characters have a Halloween adventure and stuff like that, that's fine. Like I said, with the whole Halloween spirit thingy, it's a little, not tacky but it's a little boring not really boring i just don't really care for it so maybe tasteless i don't really know i'm trying to like figure out the right word but yeah so if you have like a holiday or a halloween spirit or something like that or a character that's whole dedication is to be this character for this specific holiday eh, i think that it needs technically you need a specific set of circumstances for it to be able to work out in that way a good example of, like, a character who actually is, like, a really good example and they handled it in a good way was, of course, the Halloween character, um, in, uh, Animal Crossing. The character, of course, is a character that basically sole purpose is just to be for Halloween, which normally I would be like, that's, that's stupid. But the reason that I'm saying, okay, yeah, actually that's a good idea, is because the character itself is actually supposed to be, uh, something for a Halloween event. Okay, so it's a character that basically doesn't get shown up at all any other time, but it's more of an event. So the character itself is actually showing you this funness of the game, or, uh, you know, and all these different things that you can do to basically sort of pass the time. And that, of course, is what I like about it, and that's why I would be like, actually, yeah, 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 that's actually a really good idea. I like this. This is a cute idea. I like this. You know? So, of course, that's the main part of it that makes it like, okay, that's actually kind of clever. Okay? Now, of course, um, you know, if, if uh, we're talking about my opinion on how I would handle certain things, personally, another thing that I would also tell you is merch. Merch, honey. Merch. Get yourself some merch and sell your shit. Okay? Especially when it comes to... I'm playing with this fucking uh, thing. Sorry, I'm playing with this fucking thing. That's not like a fart and I got so subconscious. I'm playing with this stupid thing. It's like a, a, a balloon. Uh, uh, what is it? A shot? Uh, a balloon pump? It looks like those old shots that you give, like, you know, doc, you, want, you have, a, like, a doctor toy set or something like that. It has this little shot thingy that you, like, it, like, you push it down and it, like, supposed to give you a shot of whatever. It's kind of what it is. So, of course, I have this, basically. And it's just mainly used to fill up air, uh, to fill up balloons and stuff like that. So, as I originally was saying, I'm fucking around with it, so, yeah. Um, as I originally was saying, um, I say make some fucking merch, okay? Seriously make some fucking merch. People will go crazy for merch. Now, my personal thing about merch, however, like I did say, I do have multiple, I have very complicated opinions. My thing about merch, 
is I would tell you not to make specific kinds of merch, okay? Like, for example, for me, in my case, I would not make specific kinds of merchandise, okay? If you want to make a, a, a Halloween mug, that's a little bit, okay, yeah, fine, fine. A Halloween mug with uh, Bennett on the cover, fine, whatever. You know, my merch, like, I don't really like, because once again, you already know how I feel about merch when it comes to me wearing my own shit. Or not wearing my own shit, but me wearing merch of other TV shows and stuff like that with the Steven Universe shirt. I already talked about that. So when it comes to me designing my own merch, I would probably be very, very picky about these kinds of things, you know? So if it's like Halloween and stuff like that, we can't really just do this thing of like, um, that the characters basically have this little t-shirt thing. You know, I don't like t-shirts that have this stupid uh, design of all the characters or the, the title of the series on it and stuff like that. These are just random things that I just don't get, you know? It, it's just too, it's too on the nose. It's too obvious that this is the uh, thing for this TV show, you know? That's why I don't really like it all that much. I would rather have it so that it's uh, something else. So the merch that I would make is more likely for our Halloween merch. I would make decorations. I would seriously make decorations specifically, okay? I would hire people to make Halloween decorations and stuff like that. So maybe a Halloween decoration that's like a, a table thing like that's a cauldron and it has Bennett basically sitting on her chair like, you know, she's leaning back, leg crossed over one leg or something like that as she's just sitting there in like a, a beanbag chair or something like that with her back against the, uh, the, the um, pot or something like that and she's reading a book. And the pot is supposed to hold whatever the hell that you want to put into it. You know, of course, one of her hands is basically, you know, uh, up in the air and there's a spoon in it. So that it's like she's stirring it using her fingers and stuff like that. So that she's basically just reading something. Okay? Then you can add whatever the hell that you want. Whatever, whatever, whatever. That's the kind of merch that I would make. A little decoration thingy like that. Okay? Or I would have it so that it's like a, um, you know, random little objects for the team members that are like being Halloween characters and stuff like that. Okay, or Halloween toys and stuff like that. And I would also ask the creators or the designers, okay, if you're going to make these decorations that people can put in their windowsill or the hood of their car or, you know, random things like that, I would ask you so that you make it so that, the sti uh, that these things can be interactable. So there's Michael, and Michael's one is the biggest, but he also has space in between his legs and he's sitting down. So he has space in his legs so that if you want to put Omitos on Michael's in my uh, next to Michael, it actually looks like Omito's putting his arm on Michael's um, thigh or something like that. You know, that would basically make it so that the fans are more likely going to buy all of them, so that they have the whole quote set. Okay, so the fact that Bennett is sitting in the center of Michael's legs cooking something, and then there's Omito sitting on Michael's thigh. His arm is like on Michael's thigh or something like that. And then there's this uh, giant statue that looks like he's looking into something. Or something like he's floating, but he also looks like he's in uh, looking down into something. And then you put it next to Bennett's thing, and oh look, Jainai is looking into the bowl or into the pot or something. You know, by designing it that way, it would make it so that fans are more likely to buy all of them because they want the whole decoration set or something like that. And they'll make it look like a. I, I was gonna say a Jesus piece, but I forgot what that thing is. You know what I'm talking about. They do it with Christmas. It's that whole thing of like uh, the. It's like the scene. That's what it is. It's like a, 
I can't remember what that shit is. But it's that thing that you see outside of people's houses nearby Christmas. You know, it's like uh, Jesus being born and some and farmyard animals and stuff like that. And like an angel and Mary and a baby carriage and stuff. You know, whatever that the hell, whatever that is. I, I, there's a word for it. I don't know what it is. I think it starts with an E. But there's a word for that. But yeah, that. <laughs> like they'll treat it like it's that, and they'll have to buy. And it will more likely, more fans will most likely want to buy the whole thing, or probably just buy one of their favorite characters, or only buy a few of them. So it's sort of an interactable scene. So they only want to buy Michael and uh, Omito and Kai because they're all interacting. But if they buy Bennett, then they might. If they buy Jainai, then they'll probably want to buy Bennett specifically as well. You know, so, you know, I would make it so that it's very that. Or I would make it so that they're all in costumes or stuff like that as well. But that's more of stickers. I would add that for more stickers and things like that. So I would have it so that it's Udoka in a black robe thingy. And, you know, she's like holding a scythe and she's just like uh, the Grim Reaper or something like that. And then there's um, Sebastian who's like uh, on the tombstone or something like that. And she's like the one that's sitting on the tombstone. So I would have it so that but, uh, Udoka's sitting on the tombstone in her thing. And her scythe is in one hand, and she's got this cape thingy, and it's Sebastian's hands on the tombstone, and his face on the tombstone, like he's pressed up against glass or something. You know that Star Wars thingy where, like, they, I don't know what they did, but, like, they, like, freeze-dried him or something, and they're, like, stuck there in this position? I would have done that, so that's basically the, uh, the tombstone that she's standing next to. And maybe we could have Ingi invested in the picture as well, and make it so that Ingi is, like, a zombie or something like that. Or Ingi is, like, an ancient zombie or something. I don't really know. You know, I think that, though, you know, every character could be a really, really cool thing. You know, we could have Bennett dressed up in like an actual witch's hat and like a witch's cauldron and stuff like that. And, stuff, and maybe she's sitting on a broom and stuff like that, feeling her like a witch or something. We could put Kai in like a sticker that says like he's an elf or something. So he's basically just dealing with the fact of like he has to wear this stupid beard and this stupid hat and that he's basically having to crouch on his knees and stuff like that with these fake shoes on his knees because it's, it's like very Lord Farquaad. You know, it's very Lord Farquaad and Shrek the Musical and stuff like that. So he has to pretend to be that short and stuff like that and be like, oh my god, I can't stand this. Why are elves, why do humans think elves are this short? You know? And I could totally see Jainai, like, or hell, we could, if, if anything, we could have them have stickers cosplaying as other characters. That's something I wanted to do, but I wanted to do that mainly as fan art rather than something that people could buy, mainly because that's a copyright thing. I would have it so that Bennett would be dressed up as Bayonetta, and of course Michael dressed up as Snufkin, and um, just, you know, every member of the team is dressed up as somebody. Kai dressed up as uh, Link, and uh, Jainai dressed up as Tinkerbell, and you know, just all these different random kind of characters and stuff, you know? And it's both teams, so it's the Starry Knights and the Blaze Star, and Udoka, Sebastian, and Ingi, and they're all dressed up. All of them are all dressed up in different things, so that's 13 plus characters all dressed up as different characters and stuff like that because they thought oh it's cool so bane who's based off of bucky having a metal arm of course he would want to cosplay as bucky or maybe he'll dress up as finn the human you know <laughs> like it's just some rather random thing so of course that's why it's like oh my god that's part of the whole thing of like the characters and shit you know so it's fun like you know that's something that i would totally do but that's more of like fan art and stuff like that when it comes to merch, I would tell you, sell merch. Uh, it, I would, uh, in my opinion, I would stay away from hoodies and mugs and things like that because people are only going to buy it, just, you know, the people are only going to wear it for one month. 
and then afterwards they're not really gonna wear it as much unless they're inside the house and even then you know by the time it's next halloween they'll probably have to buy a brand new one and stuff like that and i think that that's kind of wasteful okay yes i am aware that as a creator of something you kind of want your audience to be wasteful so that way they'll buy more but at the same time you know, I'm always kind of that person. So I would not, I would kind of stay away from, um, uh, you know, hoodies, personally. I would stay away from hoodies. It would be stickers, it would be coloring books, um, little uh, signs, painting thingies, metal things, pumpkins even, or pumpkin cutters. Yeah, yeah, pumpkin cutters. You know, just random stuff like that. You know, I would do that. If you want to get hoodies from me, you know, if you want me to make hoodie designs and stuff like that, I would put the symbol of Adapal or the Starry Nights, Bloody Star, um, any kind of random symbol like that. You know, random symbols of each individual character, but not of a character's face. You're never gonna get, you're never gonna see me approve a hoodie with Omito's face on the hoodie. Okay? Unless it's a very specific thing, like, uh, I don't really know. Okay, you're never gonna see me approve Udoka on a hoodie. Unless it's like, um, you, you remember, um, that Obama campaign thingy where it's like, uh, it's not even Obama, but I'm associating it with Obama where it's like the silhouette or the image of Obama, but it's like red and blue, you know? Uh, it's like red and blue and white and it like makes a symbol or not the symbol, but it like makes a silhouette or image of what they are. You know, it's very that. So I would totally do that for Bennett specifically, or maybe or maybe I would put it as Inky as dressed up in like the same thing. But it's like we need you to join the Reaper's Temple or something like that. You know, very that. So that's the kind of merch that I would say. Okay, yeah, or Udoka or Bennett, Udoka or Bennett or Sean, all doing the uh, the yeah the Riveter Girl. You know, the Riveter Girl. I would so approve that. I would so like yes. Sell that shit. Make a lot of money. That's clever shit. Especially with Udoka. Especially Udoka. Okay? Don't even change. Like, literally, just put her with her long sleeve and she's pulling her sleeve back. And then have her in her gaily on the top of her head. Instead of the whatever wrap that the Riveter girl was wearing. And then just keep it just like that. And then, bam, we have the same background. The gaily is the same color as whatever her thing on her head was. I think it was, like, polka dot, red polka dot. Or something but yeah it's a red polka dot gaily and um um her uh her shirt is the same thing i can't remember what it was i think it might be an iro or a boba but i can't really remember but one of those two things you know so of course that's why i was just like oh my god i love i would so approve that but yeah that's good the merch that i would say or something like that or or a omito um, uh, not, uh, 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 an Omito jack-o'-lantern. I would approve that. I would approve of Omito shape-shifting into a jack-o'-lantern. Oh, yeah, I would so approve that. Or a, uh, uh, Omito, uh, pumpkin-shaped thing, like a bag to, uh, hold your candy and stuff like that for your kid or something like that. I would so approve that. And these are just random ideas taking into account that Omito is a shape-shifting character. 
so remember if you don't have your because you heard you just saw me or you just heard me being hype about my uh my ideas of like the river girl as um banana and stuff like that or doka you know you just heard me hyping myself up that's the same reaction that i want you to have with your stuff can you create your own merch can you come up with your own personal fantasy ideas of merch for your own story honestly can you please do that so just take a moment to think about your story and take a moment to think about your characters and stuff like that and be like, okay, I am the host. Uh, someone is offering me a deal to make merchandise of my characters and of my story. Somebody is offering me a deal to make Halloween stuff. What would I do? And in the meantime, or if you don't want to do Halloween specifically, maybe you don't fuck with Halloween, then just do it so that you're at, they're asking you, how would you make merch of your story in general? How would you do that? If you could make your in a fantasy world in a perfect in a perfect world, you know, not a fantasy world. I don't want to. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, no, no. How would you do it? You know, if somebody asked you to create your own fan, or not really your own fan stuff, but if your own merch, how would you do that? <sighs> Sorry, I don't like I don't like stretching in the middle of a thing, but I had to stretch. Anyway, but how would you do that? And then there's also the idea of like buttons. How would you do your buttons? How would you do the enamel pins? I love enamel pins. You have no idea. I will probably, that will probably be the first thing that if I ever have a chance to make merch, I will so make enamel pins. I love stickers, not gonna lie. I know a lot of people love stickers. I get it. I just don't like the idea of stickers. I personally don't like the idea of stickers because once you stick them on somewhere, they're done. Okay, it's staying there. And I don't really like the idea of stickers like that. Okay, in my personal opinion, I would rather have it so that my... Not that my... I would rather have it so that I... Because I can't make a decision like that ever. I can't even make a decision on where I want to... I have a bunch of stickers that I have. Like, a bunch of stickers that are still in my storage that I can use to put somewhere. But I don't... I never put them anywhere because I can't possibly think of a good spot to put it so if i can't even commit to putting a sticker down somewhere how can i get a tattoo i think that's a tumblr post if that's not a tumblr post and i made that up i take full credit but i don't think that i take full credit i think that's actually a tumblr post i think but still that's re that's right there that reasoning is the exact same reason why i would say enamel go with an enamel pin solely because then anybody can take that thing off and put it somewhere else or buttons buttons uh, i can say buttons like yeah fine whatever buttons are like very easy to make and stuff like that but i would go with enamel pins because i just really love enamel pins like oh my fucking christ i love enamel pins so much so like of course that's like the thing that makes me just like oh my god so as i originally was saying as I originally was saying, um, that is of course the end of this. This was actually kind of a long outro, but it kind of, you know, this is kind of something. This is fun. This is a fun topic, actually. So yeah, thank you so much. Um, I guess I'm gonna start for the. I guess for the few episodes that I do for this month, I'm just gonna start saying Happy Halloween and stuff like that, whatever. But yeah, um, Happy Halloween, I guess. Or I guess this is the, your first Happy Halloween. I do love Halloween, however. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna front. I do like Halloween a lot. So yeah, thank you um, for that.